Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Peace Family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys Podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have Smart Moss, Sports Moss, Vitamin C Moss, Colloidal Silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace, family. This is 19 Keys. That's 19 Keys with electrical thought patterns and conversations. You know, we have a special episode for you today. I have a special guest. Um, he came from Pretty Ricky to a spectacular results. Um, you're going to find out his story, the influencer marketing he's doing, how he didn't make money as an entertainer, but now he's making millions as an entrepreneur. Tap into this story, take in some keys, and stay tapped into the 19 Keys electrical thought patterns and conversations. Peace. Enjoy. I feel like you, you you start off strong right now, and by the time you get to spring, it's smooth selling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't know. If I, it's, it's interesting. I hate the idea of like the cliche, and it's like it feels different. But I mean, I guess it's just internally with myself. I mean, I see you that, you just feel how it's, it's going to be a different route that's taking different relationships for me. You know what I mean? The ways that I went about last year doing shit, I'm not doing that this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I, but that might just be me knowing my own values, just becoming a little wiser as far as. Where you move. Yeah, and getting out of the utopian idea of making everything work and just do what's effective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the lives are just. Yeah. Peace, family. It's 19 Keys with 19 Keys, the podcast, electrical thought patterns and conversations. If you mind moving, actually, just move over a little bit. You got to scoot down now. Yeah. You're blocking my man Chang's. He can't shine. <laughs> what I, said. I, don't, I don't want to disrupt my man shine like that. Cool. All right, that's cool right there. 
Peace family, it's 19 Keys, the podcast. That's 19 Keys with electrical thought patterns and conversations. Today, I have an amazing, special guest today. Um, no need really to introduce the brother, but for those who don't know, he goes by spectacular. Thanks for having me, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, man, it's long overdue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I meet a lot of different people, but sometimes you meet people and the energy just connect genuine mm-hmm. to where it's not like you're overdoing it. Yeah. You know, in Hollywood, out here in LA, I put two people in two categories. You either acting or you action. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's either yeah. I believe you or I don't. That's yeah. just it. You know what I mean? I have like zero expectations for like at all. So people always surpass my expectations because I don't have none for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know what it is about you. I think it's just it's just certain spirits that you meet that just genuineness. You know what I mean? No reason to just be capping. It's just like, nah, if I Talk to you is because we can actually build something. Mm. If nothing is built, then it's just lost potential. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanted to talk to you about my podcast is kind of unorthodox. I like to have just real conversations with people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know you started off as an artist. And I got a funny story about that that you don't even know. <laughs> One day, um, my father had a security company out in the Bay Area. And I remember I was doing security for him. And one day it was y'all concert. Mm. And I was backstage and we kind of bumped shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'm like, damn, these dudes are shorter real life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when, like, it was at the height of everything. And I had forgot about that until recently. You know, we have the uh, the Telegram group. And I was just like, damn, that's crazy how things come full circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if we would have met back then, that's two completely different people. Then us meeting now as grown men on totally different platforms. Yeah. So I just think about synchronicity and all things and just the people that you meet. That's kind of like the reason should always be nice to people. Um, but you, you started off, you know, as an artist and you're making your way as an entrepreneur. How did that transition begin? Shit, it all started from elementary school. Mm. You know, getting that brochure and seeing everything on that brochure, knowing that I can get a bike or I can get these prizes and I went home and seeing my mom selling Avon crystals. Mm. So when I seen those candies and those candy bars, chocolate yeah. bars, I was like, yo, third grade. I'm like, yo, I can do this. Yeah. So I went door to door. I had my mom help me. I had the people around the neighborhood help me. I had yeah. everybody help me. I'm yeah. trying to get a prize. Yeah. I went and brought back $5,000, trying to bring back the prize. They yeah. gave me like a bubblegum beeper and a yo-yo. Your prize is better than the five grand. <laughs> exactly. And that's, and that's when I realized that. I was like, you know what? I'm a kid, but I know I just yeah. got robbed. Yeah, for sure. So, for you sure. know, I just opened back up shop. I said, yo, I got y'all this second yeah. time around. Yeah. You know, I was a kid back then. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do this now. Yeah. But, you know, I took that money and I opened up shop my right. own candy nah, store. I remember those competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. So I, I started from there and, and like, start selling candy for my own. I took the, the school money and yeah. I went and invested in my own candy, <laughs> right? And uh, started selling that, but got in trouble and stuff for selling the candy in school, cutting them out, you know. And then I realized that as I got older, when I became a sixth grader, it was like the same situation. Now, mm-hmm. kids, kids was hungry in school, talking about how they was hungry. They couldn't wait for lunch. So I see the opportunity. It was a problem. Mm-hmm. Every successful business is solving a, a direct problem. Mm-hmm. So I felt like at that point in time, I was like, well, shit, I can go get some candy mm-hmm. and then I can help solve that problem. Right. So now I became the candy man. Mm. So by the time I got the third period and it was seven periods in Miami for middle school, I was sold out of candy. Yeah. So I was like, man, I need 
I need to do more because by the time I got the third period, everybody kept begging me. Spec, you say you was going to be bringing Ken? I was right. like, bro, I'm sold out. I don't know what to do. So you know what? Light bulb hit me. I was like, you know what I could do? I'm going to ask around and see who can help me. Mm. So I got 10 people to agree to help me sell candy. I sold $45 bags of candy every day. I brought $25 bags for each person. I had to meet me at the beginning of the school on the side of the building. Mm -hmm. I dropped them off all the bags of candy. So I give you $20 a week. Mm. That was big back then. You were sixth grade, seventh grade. You get the, you get the chicken income. wings. You get the chicken <laughs> wings. You get the jungle juice. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, good, you good. So I was like, all right, cool. So I got them to start selling. I said, listen, I start seeing, you know, it wasn't really... And sent them for them. So mm. I created a sent them. It's like, you sell out more than three times in one week, I'll throw you an extra $5. Mm. So by the time I was So you business, had employees. I had employees. Time. I knew nothing about this. Me looking back now, I had employees. I had bonuses. I had incentives. I had payroll. Mm. Right? And then I realized that after doing it for a few weeks, you know, three, four weeks, I was at fifteen hundred, two grand a week. You know, I'm 13, 12 years old, mm. bought my first car at 14 mm. and, you know, kind of had to stop again because getting away in the grades and everything like that. School was always boring to me. I never really right. paid attention in school because I just felt like it was nothing for me to really do. My mm. mom, my mom had a sixth grade education. She couldn't help me with no homework. Yeah. Shit was difficult. Yeah. You know, my mom was struggling. She was, you know, we were poor as hell and, and trying to make it from project to project, stealing mm -hmm. lights, stealing cable, trying to make it happen. Cloverleaf projects in Miami, 450 square foot home, just trying to make that shit happen with right. four siblings total, including me. And from that point, you know, I transitioned to, all right, cool, making the money. There was a time my mom was crying one day, like, boo-hoo, crying. I'm like, yo, mom, what's going on? And she was like, you know, we, we going to get kicked out again. Mm. I told her, hold on, I got you. Came back, fifteen hundred. Trip, mm. mom. She cried again. I said, man, yeah. I ain't got no more. What you yeah. crying for? Again? She, she like, I'm you just, and I should be crying. You know? She like, she like, man. She was just, it was a tears of joy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I helped out. You know, a lot of times the light bill was gonna get cut off. I, I helped out. You know, yeah. I'm, in, I'm six. I was I'm a in sixth grade. Yeah, right I'm, in, I'm in sixth grade. So just took that. Had to pretty much fall back on that. Got kept getting caught. Principal come, I got well, got some of your, I got some of your workers. Like yeah. they put them in detention, and <laughs> they was eating my candy up. That's when I realized family wasn't good to work. They start unionizing my, my, my brother started eating my candy, my inventory <laughs> up. You know, so yeah. it became a difficult situation. Yeah. So then um, transition from that to to my father came in and uh, made me move with him. Mm. You know, came I had my honey baked outfit on. That was gonna be my first job ever. My yeah. mom was a manager at Honey Baked Ham. I got ready, tight pants on, ankle showing and all. I ain't yeah. give a damn. I was going to work. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, cool. As soon as I was walking out that And this was what age you said? I was in middle school. Middle like, school. This was six, seventh grade. Okay. No, 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 no. This is ninth grade. Yeah, this is ninth grade. Okay. Yeah, I was with my moms for like all the way up to like ninth grade. And then my dad pulled up on me in the Lexus. Earth jumped out like, yo. You coming with me. Mm. I ain't coming with you. He was, he was crazy. Drill yeah. sergeant. Right? Yeah. My mom, she let me do whatever the hell I want to do. All I can't do is bring girls to the house. Right? right? But, you know, she leave his own. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, she was like, all right, well, you choose. You, oh, you going to let me choose? My dad said, let him choose who you want to go with. Then you asking me? I walk back in the house. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean what I got? He's like, yo, if you don't get your ass back out there. <laughs> yeah. So he forced he forced me to get in, get get back in the car. And like that was really one of the best decisions I made. Like at yeah. that point, 
I was getting into guns and like, you know, then then now candy started turning into drugs and, you know, a little weed here and there, pounds and little ounces and all that little, but it was all play play money. I was better off with the candy. So I kind of left that alone and, you know, you start getting into somebody trying to run off and like all that extra stuff. So I didn't really want to deal with that. So I started going down that lane, but my father hit me right when I was making that turn. Mm. So when he pulled me under his wing, he kind of like, my brothers was rapping and everything. It was like, man, get in the group with your brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and back then, it and was... And that's, that's dope because you don't really get that kind of encouragement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one thing I would say about my father, like, I don't agree with everything he did, but one mm-hmm. thing he taught me was loyalty. Your word is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure make sure you take care of the people that's around you. Um, one Another thing is like how to hustle. You know, make sure that you ain't gambling when you gambling, right? right? You know for sure if you betting, you know right. 75, 80% chance you're going to win. Right. Anything less than that, you gambling. Yeah. So I actually learned a huge mis- I, huge lesson when I was at that 13-year-old age. I lost all my car money. Mm. Like I said, I, I, made, I bought a car at 14. But before that, I had all my money ready to go buy my car. My dad had a little gambling house or whatever. Went there, rolling dice. I mean, I was out there like just as a kid, yeah. rolling dice, I got rope for every last dog. Dude <laughs> named Hatchet took yeah. every last You penny. know he got you when you remember that that one day because he was chopping Hatchet, you down. He chopped me down. Yeah. So he didn't know who I was. He just thought I was a kid with a bunch of money in my yeah. pocket, right? Because back then, you're from the hood. Like, you carry all your money on yeah. you. So I got rope for every dollar. And then he found out. I was like, oh, Blue, this your son? Mm-hmm. He felt bad trying to give me the money. My dad yeah. like, yo, I don't give him bad nothing. You know, let him learn. So when he left, Hatcher mm. told me what he did. Yeah. It's like, this is what I did to you. Taught me the game. Mm. So a nigga can't do it on me now because I know the game. Right. So he done, he done taught me the game. So you paid for that lesson. I really. paid for the lesson. Yeah. But what that did for me, not only it taught me how to hustle, it also taught me how to peep game. Mm. And it also taught me not to gamble. Mm. I don't gamble my money. I don't hit casinos. I don't do yeah. nothing. If I play you in some cars, I play you in pool, I play you in dice, oh, you're going to lose. Right. It's no gamble. Yeah. Because I done, I know all the tricks because you know, I got brought up in that. You can't con an honest man. Right. Yeah, exactly. Man. It's only exactly. somebody looking for something quick. That, that's exactly. the only way you can get caught up in that shit. I'm going to give you a prime example. We was on a millennial tour. Mm. Right? And I'm, I'm fast forward. I'm going to rewind it back after I fast forward. We chilling. I'm just chilling. You know, one thing about my dad, my mom said no girls in the house. My mm. dad, all girls in the house. You can't go out. Yeah. You know, you had a gym in the back, yeah. in, the, in the back, and yeah, you had a pool had table. bachelor maxed out pad. That's all it was. You can do whatever you want. That's why we ended up making sex music, because that's yeah. all we was doing, was yeah. hammering them all day. <laughs> that's all it was. So so he got Blake Pop set up for, oh, for, sure. for, one, for uh, influencing some of the music. 1,000%. You couldn't go out nowhere. All you could do is bring girls back to the house. Okay. So we had girls spending the night, 14. 15, I don't know what they mom was thinking. Yeah. But it was just like, let's go with the money at. Yeah. You know, we had Jag, brand new Jaguars, Lexus. We was yeah. we was boys. So just to fast forward, so now I'm in a millennial tour, mm-hmm. right? Jump in the time machine, go forward. We minding my business. Me and my brother, like, we just chilling, me and baby blue. Dude, just straight walk up to us, the drummer from B2K band. What's up? Y'all playing for money? Mm-hmm. Man, my brother looked at each other. We like, come on. Why are you going to do this to yourself? Yeah. We like, all right, let's go. You want to play? I mean, I don't know how to play much, you know, but if you're going to go ahead and yeah. show me, I'll take the lesson. By the time we finished, he was selling that LOD letter of direction for his next paycheck. Man. 
I took every dollar from him. <coughs> and I was just the manager. My brother was the one that playing. If I would have yeah. played him, I would have killed him. Yeah. But that's the thing. I wasn't even looking for it. It came to me. Yeah. You know, so don't go out looking for trouble because yeah. that's what he found. He found his next paycheck was in my pocket. And he had, I had a letter of direction on hand. Mm. I had made him sign it digitally right on my phone. His boss paid me. You know what I learned? It's like when you go to Vegas, right? The reason people gamble is not to make money. They gamble because of the feeling that they get. That rush. Yeah, you know I mean, that rush. That's what they chase, and I want to feel mm. like that consistently. So yeah. gamblers, that's why it's so addictive, because they just chasing the dopamine. dopamine. They don't really want the reward. Yeah, and that ain't me. Yeah. I get mad. I was just talking. I was in a meeting before this. I get mad if I lose $10. Yeah. I'm hot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? where that $10 went? Like, I know I had it. I'm hot. I want to lose not Do one thing. Do you think that's a characteristic of wealthy people? Well, I know I got some partners. That got millions and they always trying to sell me stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, always trying to sell me stuff. I'm like, give it to me for free, man. You know what I'm saying? But listen, it be, it be small stuff too. This fifty dollars, bro. <laughs> you just show me your watch, like, yo. But listen, people that pay pay attention. Yeah. Russell Brunson taught me that. Yeah. They get it to you for free, you're gonna appreciate it. True story. You know, and that's why people hear game and they might be listening to the podcast. They might even implement what they're hearing. They just right. listening for the conversation just to be True. nosy. True. They're not I call, that, I call that conscious junk food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear that. It's like vegans. You know what I mean? They they don't eat meat, but some of the food they eat is still junk food. It's vegan junk food. Mm. It's not particularly bad for you, but it's not particularly good for you. Right. So we're a society that's just like to consume. Yeah. You understand I me? Mean, we get addicted to the process of consumption, yep. but we don't do anything with the information, which is really just make it junk food. Because when you eat certain food, it doesn't have the information in it for your body to process it and turn it into something healthy for you. Yep. So I want to get to this. So there's phases that successful people go through. You go through the build phase, mm -hmm. the maintain, and the advanced phase. Mm -hmm. And let's say you build something up, you get to a point in life where now I need to maintain what I've built. Mm. And then you get to a point where you got to create bigger goals on this and you're ready to advance it. Where do you think you at with what you're doing with your company? Are you in the build, the maintain, or the advance? I'm in all stages. Mm. In and different areas. Yeah, because yeah. my company has different departments. Mm. You know, and, it's, and each one is being innovative. Yeah. Like right now, I just, like I said, I just came from a meeting and I was just talking about I would never get into any business that's not scalable. Mm. Never. I started my agency. I started off with a partnerships with celebrities. Yeah. That was a scalable model because it don't matter who you are. I can take it. I can scale up your brand. I can help you advertise. Facebook changed one thing, took my revenue down by 80% mm. and left me scrambling, trying to read every book I could read, hire every coach, yeah. get every mentor, read every book, take every program. Yeah. I was doing it all just to try to scramble just to, so my company don't flatline. Because I see everybody going out of business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm be damned if I go out of business. Right. So I started seeing it coming ahead and start pivoting. So just off of being in those type of situations, I know for sure I don't never want to be in those situations again. So once I pivoted, I pivoted to a service-based business, mm. which was a horrible idea. But at the same time, it was good to experience because right. you have to learn how to sell. You got to learn how to make customers happy. And that's what a service-based business is. But the point is they're never happy. No. Nah. Never happy. I don't give a damn. They're like, I don't care a damn. If I make a million dollars, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. Like, why is that? Man. Why I can't keep a customer for 10 years? It's a relationship. It's like in a relationship, you can give a person 
the world, but you still have to keep giving them the world. Like in a yep. relationship with the customers, you have to continue to maintain it yeah. so that they keep that same feeling. Otherwise, you stop doing something for them. It's like the hospitality model where you're constantly checking up on your customer. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what, uh, and, and I'm sure you could agree to it, that's what everybody has to do is to get into that empathetic customer experience relationship. I don't want any customers anymore. I only want clients. Mm-hmm. You understand me? I don't want transactions. I want relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, you spoke on something I think that was important, the pivot system. Now, a lot of people, they get into that area where they had that sink and they don't know how to pivot to the yeah, next thing. But as entrepreneurs, those people that know how to pivot, they keep wiggling yeah. and nothing ever stop them. I would have flatlined a long time yeah. ago. I'm probably on my third pivot for my business. <laughs> yeah. Right? Each one was making millions, and right. I had to switch to something totally different. But in your life, look how many pivots you made. Yeah, you got to reinvent yourself at least three times. Yes, yeah. I feel like they say, you know, you have, people always ask you when you got started, but the start was really, it's like one lifelong connection. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because when you talked about being a hustler at an early age, those habits, you know, become your identity later on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's how you start to filter information and make decisions. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is that if you have poor parents, you're going to have poor parent habits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if they were bad with money, even if you're good at getting money, it's going to be hard for you to keep the money. Mm-hmm. But now you just have a poor person habits. So a person that had family that were built in wealth, their habits are used to dealing with money like a wealthy person would. Mm-hmm. So they can just keep getting money, keep getting money. And for me, like I've been, you know, similar story with the hustling as a child. We blah, blah, blah as they growing up. But I think that if people want to look at whether you're a real entrepreneur, you got to go back in your past to see if you were always an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The difference between a hustle and a business, one just legit. You know what I mean? So the hustlers just learn how to actually do the paperwork on their business. Mm-hmm. So speak about that side because now you have employees. Yeah. You run in a business. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's hard for them to manage themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And when it comes to doing the paperwork and managing other people, that's the part where they like, you know what? I'd rather just do this by myself. Yeah. If it falls, it only falls on me. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to get into a business where you're going to have to manage other people? Yeah. I, well, I want to rewind back on what you said about, you know, being a person who have parents that have poor, you know, poor work ethic or poor, poorly managing money. I think a lot of that stuff is things that you do gain as a habit, but you got to be able to... Yeah, deprogram, reprogram. That's it. You know, figure out what's the issue and figure out what's the root of it and then attack it. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of people just kick back on it like, yo, this is just me. Right. And people, <laughs> That's the problem. It's, it's just you. It's just me. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, they, but they're not figuring out what is the issue. They're too busy pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see a lot. And that's what kind of like make me feel like I got to get out of here and try to help. Yeah. You know, how can I help you see what your full potential is? Mm. I feel like God gave everybody a gift. Absolutely. God gave everybody something that the next person can't do that they can capitalize and yeah. make a living off of and really go full force with that. But the average person decides to just waste their potential. Mm. Right? But just to fast forward back on what you were saying, even about wealthy people. Some of the wealthy people take take that shit for granted. And that's why a lot of of really wealthy families, some of them fuck that money up. Oh, absolutely. Right? So it go both ways. It go yeah, both it's not ways. Like across the board, but yeah. if you just used to seeing money in a particular way, it's like a person that's a hustler. They don't even really think about it. All they have is just about getting money. 
right, you know what I mean? I can see that. A person, it's like if, if you give a child ten dollars and they go spend the ten dollars, you're just teaching your child how to just mm-hmm. lose money. Yeah. But if you give your child ten, be like, all right, you can't spend this until you get a hundred. Mm. Now you're teaching them finances. Right. So now it's not I'm not spending my money before I get it, and yeah. I'm not always thinking about something to spend my money on. Yep. So it's like those habits just get programmed into it to where you don't have to go reprogram those. Those are already good habits. And I always tell people, look at how much your habits worth. You can check your bank account, see how good your habits are. When it comes to relationships, you can see how good your relationships. Mm-hmm. Your life is just a culmination of your habits. So and, and that's why I don't smoke. That's why I don't yeah. drink. People ask me that. Why you don't smoke? Why you don't drink? Say it costs too much. Yeah. <laughs> Some real most, shit. That's why I said most people can't afford to smoke. It costs too much. Like... I hate losing ten dollars. So imagine me just being high for thirty minutes and like that money gone to yeah. me. That ain't that that ROI yeah. ain't there for me. Yeah. It ain't there. Same thing with gambling, same thing with smoking, same thing with drink, but that's just my opinion. I like to see people have fun. I like yeah. to see people enjoy themselves. So I'd be the person that might supply it. But for my own use, just going to the club, you know, and go and go <laughs> spend seven thousand, ten thousand dollars, like yeah. that don't do nothing for me yeah. because if you look at how many people are seeing it. Right, you see, I posted on social. The reach is not there for right. how much money you spent. It was a waste. Right, but so you make calculated decisions. Other people they make um, experiential decisions. They just want the experience. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I mean, I'm coming up with this new thing. Is I don't want to spend time with nobody in 2020. Mm-hmm. When I spend it, it's just going out. I don't get no return on it. I only want to invest time with people. That's I need exactly. a return on all my energy, my yes. time, my conversation, yes. every single thing. Yep. I ain't spending time with nobody. If it's not an investment, we can't get it going. No, that's a fact. It's a liability. That's a fact. So you know, every every decision I make in every relationship I build is an intentional relationship. Mm. And that's why I could come off genuine because I want to help you because I know it's going to be reciprocated. Right. right. I already know that I'm not wasting my time. Right. And I'm not going to hit every single thing on the bullseye, mm-hmm. but I kind of been through so many situations, I can pick and choose who I know is going to be a hit or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally always right. Right. Right? On on what I feel and like everything just aligned. And I know for sure that even if I, if, even if it's not reciprocated, I know that person is going to do it. I just brung to the table and do something with it. Right. It's nothing like wasting a conversation. Wasting, yeah. I'm wasting my breath because right. I just told you something and you acting like I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Like I ain't got all these companies that right. I then took this same model and I multiplied and duplicated it. So do you think it was hard to rebrand yourself from artist to businessman? I would say... You know, like people, people like to pigeonhole yeah, but you. But you know what? I never even thought about it. Yeah. Cause it always just been me. Yeah. It's just it's just me broadcasting it now. Right. For the respect to be there. Right. Before I never I never even gave a damn. But that's redesigning right? yourself. That is redesigning myself. But at the same time, us as a culture, we hate on what what we see. Yeah. Right. If I see your name on that, I'm a hate on it. Right. When I first started my company, I put myself as the co-founder. I found a going to Google and found a random white man and put him as the CEO. <laughs> Just because I want yeah. people to take me serious, yeah. right? Because when I first jumped out there, it's like, oh, this the dude from Pretty Ricky, this dude in the red drawers, yeah. this the dude. Whatever you wanted to stip, like say, this is me, put me in that box, like yeah. you said, you wasn't going to take me serious. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was like, man, fuck that. And yeah. I switched my whole shit. CEO, let's talk. And Brand that's what I did. Brand is important. Yeah. You, you know, like you can tell a person what you are, but what other people perceive of you is your brand. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So in That's design, design creates interaction. So yeah. once you start putting different images out, 
And then, of course, you know, I see Forbes magazine and other magazines. And then because those people respect those as like right. authorities, yes. they take it from them. Those become your filters now yes. of how people see you. Absolutely. So unfortunately, you can't just tell a person because they just saying, oh, he's just marketing to me something. Absolutely. But once everybody else confirms it, oh, so now mm -hmm. I can't just, my interaction is I can't come at you just like an artist. I'm going to come at you like a business. You man. have to. You understand You me? have to. And especially when you have the conversation with me, it ain't no regular conversation. Yeah. I'm not having regular conversations. Mm -hmm. If you're talking to me, either I'm, te either I'm teaching you something or you're teaching me something. Or we talking about money. Yeah. What is the next level? Right. I don't have time to have basic conversations. Yeah. I just don't have the so time. So what you consider to be a basic conversation? I mean, like, talking about another person like oh you see what Hattie had gossip. on that like gossip yeah. like that don't do nothing for me Escapism. like I want to know what books you read right what you just learned what right. mistakes you just yeah. made that you just learned from what just made you money mm -hmm. what you just lost money on right. what you investing in like those are the conversation I want to have not about Pookie how he just got <laughs> shot like when I go back to the crib and I go to the money it just blow my mind because I'm hearing about who just got robbed and I'm automatically help it though. I'm it's automatically crazy. fall right back into that Automatically, that's yeah. what's good for everybody to get away from their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I, I I support everyone to move from their hometown and get out of there mm -hmm. and go get refocused. Yeah, you have to expand your brain. You have to expand yes. your mind. Yes. And and I think that's an important. That's why I keep my passport on the table for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, just so psychologically people can understand this is the first entry to going somewhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know I mean, <laughs> go ahead and put that on the table. I thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think it's important. There's too many people that don't have passports. You're going to put it on like, the table. Like, people saying that, okay. Inspiration. Go water. <laughs> no, but it's it's a blessing though. When I started traveling, you know, people always thought that I was already, you know, traveled just because of the way I spoke and the way I perceived things. But they was like, yo, but when you actually go out the country, yo, it's gonna expand you, you're gonna see things differently. So I was just like, whatever. Hmm. But I got what they were saying when I actually got out there. It's one thing to have information on something, it's another thing to have knowledge on it. Knowledge is depth and experience because mm -hmm. it can convert into wisdom over time. So once I started traveling to different places, um, even when I was in the hood, one thing that I always practiced was going to odd places they wouldn't normally see me at. Mm. Because I wanted to be around different energies, reading different books they wouldn't normally think I would be interested in. Yeah, You understand me? Let me read something about Socrates or something. Just so that in my mind, I know I'm formulating original thought processes. So if I have a conversation with somebody. They look at my design as young black man from the hood. Yeah. And then I bring up Socrates. So now Fuck we just up. fucked up their whole... <laughs> Took like, a left field. Now it forces them <laughs> to see you different. Now yes. my design is different. Yes. So that was always a practice. And even now in marketing, you know, you got to keep people off tilt so that they constantly stay interested. It's yeah. like with a woman. Once you know exactly who you are, it's not the same as her being intrigued. And there being layers and layers and layers yeah. and layers. Like yeah. it's depth to it. Mm -hmm. So I guess just in that thought process, you know what I mean? Do you consider yourself to be a businessman or, or artist or just both or just spec or what do you want to go by? Who do you want to be on the future? I'm definitely a businessman. Yeah. You know, that's that's just what I do. Like I was I was born for business. That's just what it is. All right. Everything I touch turn into gold because I put the I put the homework in. Yeah. You know, I, I put the work in, I do the homework and I put myself out front. You know, earlier you said something about doing being a solopreneur or running the team and having employees like once you get in that that zone you can't do it yourself right if i want to hit a status where jay-z at or even diddy at like 
they got whole domains and compounds and like yeah. they got empl real employees. Yeah. Right? How you a boss between cutting no checks? Yeah. You know, one of the most inspirational moments of 2020 for me, and I did a lot of stuff last year, but it was when I was sitting at the table at Derek's house, Derek Grace's house in Tampa, and they was all having a family meeting, and uncles, moms, stepmoms, baby moms, everybody was there, brothers, and the meeting was surrounding, making sure that Derek's mind continues to pump out creative ideas, yes. and everybody else creates that infrastructure around him. Yep. And he had told me, said, man, I want you to send a meeting because I was about to have one with my brother and sister who worked for me. And it was like, I want you to, you know, just see how we do it. And I was inspired. You know what I mean? Because everybody's family should do that. Like, there's somebody in everybody's family that everybody should just rally around. Yeah. And it's not to say that, like, you can't do your own thing, but this is how the family go get in position. This They call that the family CEO. Mm-hmm. That's what that's called. And it's one in every family. It's one in every family, but the problem is... Everybody got to be willing to follow suit. Mm -hmm. But when you have that too many chefs in the kitchen, mm. can't nothing be cooked right. Nope. That's just what it is. So until everybody can fall in line, the family can't move the way it needs mm -hmm. to. See, Because you're bumping heads at the top. I learned how to just, now I'm at a point where I just hire you for your particular skill. Yes, you that's what, what I mean? the rich people do. Bro, you can do this. Do this. You in charge of this. Yes. You know what I mean? We can have our meetings on it. Sis, you can do this. Do this. You in charge of this. Yeah. And it made it easier because what I realized is that for the longest, I've always wanted my family to support my business, but I didn't create a business that support my family. Mm. You know what I mean? And so when I did that, it changed the way I interact with the idea of doing business with my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now I can honestly say that, you know, you get paid from it. You can pay some rent with this and things of that nature. So just that infrastructure that I think a lot of people may be having trouble with as business owners, as entrepreneurs, don't expect your family to support shit. You know what I mean? I just feel like you should not have none of that expectations. Of course, your family should. And I think yeah. one of the biggest things right now is creating that family infrastructure, especially when things get kind of chaotic. Mm -hmm. That you, And family, to me, ain't just blood relatives. I'm talking about people you spend a daily with. You know what I mean? People that y'all should be reciprocating that kind of energy back and forth. That's family. Yeah. So it's like, if we raise hand and be like, are y'all doing business together? And y'all say no. Well, y'all go separately and go work for somebody else. And y'all come together and say y'all love each other. Mm. Why not just build together? Mm. You know what I mean? What's been your, your biggest challenge with, I mean, you know, you was in a group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Still am. So well, how, how was that? You always say you want to get something done, do it yourself. You want to do more, get you a team. But working with a team, mm -hmm. that's one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah. Because everybody got egos. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where everything falters. And we always say, um, we work with the WeGo model. So instead of bra bragging about what I can do, we brag about what we can do together. And mm -hmm. that's what we showcase and throw to the world. Like, look at that's what leadership. we did. Yeah. So how hard was it getting in with the team? And even now that you all are older, you know what I mean? Life changes. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different conflicts happen. How can y'all still be mature and come together? You know what I mean? And get the bag. And how was it earlier just starting coming together? Like, was it ego dynamics or was it more fluent? Like, we all have an opportunity here. Yeah, I think what for the whole Pretty Ricky brand, it was my father really running everything. Mm. <clears throat> Shit. You about to call you choking up thinking about it? Some crabs I was just eating. <laughs> but yeah, so... With the whole Pretty Ricky brand, my father was the CEO of the company, of the label, and mm -hmm. he was the manager at the time. And he pretty much ran the ship, and my brother, Baby Blue, he was like, 
he was basically the right hand man that was running everything. Me, I was just always in my own world. Like yeah. I I ain't care about rapping. I ain't want to rap. Like they forced me to rap. Yeah. I, all I want to do is go on stage. I want the girls to scream, blow me, yell. Yeah. Oh my God, Smack. That's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to go in no studio or record no, yeah, nigga, my back. I wasn't doing none of that shit. They forced me to do that, yeah. right? So I had to teach myself how to rap and all that stuff. So at that time, I just was in my own world. I let them do it. Y'all need me here. I'm here. Y'all need me to dance. Me to dance. Me to take a shirt off. Do some push ups. All right, I got you. I'll do that. Whatever you need me to do, I'm there. Yeah. So I was always in my own world. So, like, as I'm building meme pages and making money off of Twitter and like mm-hmm. Grumpy Cat, and I was still on stage. Yeah. But I was doing my own thing. I didn't yeah. care about all that. Right. Lo and behold, I, didn't, I only got like 20 grand out of my whole career. Because mm. my dad was running all the money he made horrible business. Mm. He was a great hustler. Yeah. But when it came down to them white boys in them suits, they chewed him up. Yeah. It's just a fact. Yeah. And then he didn't know how to invest the money because he wasn't, he didn't have this when it came to educating himself, reading books and like getting mentors. He was like a street dude that had the common sense. But it's a level up. Right. It's that Jay-Z, that Diddy level. That they was street niggas, they was in the street, but they took, they they applied themselves, they got the knowledge. And they applied it to what he took, what he knew, and then it could only go so far. Mm. So that went dead. That just went flatline. Millions of dollars made. He was running all the money. I was living with my dad all the way to 28, mm-hmm. just trying to stay in the family, keep it. We're going to ride this shit till the wheels fall off. One day he got mad, keep me out of the house. No money. Broke. Dead mm. broke. No nothing. So my dad was running the whole shit. My brother was running. Then at the time, once we went flat, broke, shit hit the fan, went a lawsuit with the label. No money, got an argument, kicked me out of the house. I had to start over from scratch. Dad broke a few years ago. Like five years ago, I had zero dollars in mm. my pocket. Made some great investments. Started on social media, shit I was already doing. Doubled down on that. Once I doubled down on that, millions later. You know, millions later and then applied that. But just started learning. Brother. More and more and more, you know. So I went from sleeping in my girl little bedroom she grew up in on the little bullshit-ass windows computer Shout out to her. and pumped up you know real talk yeah, real talk real for real. pumped up in the first six months i was at 100k mm. from zero just off of just using my brain turned that when the other people like listen i can help you out you already got the followers turned that boom year later million yeah year later two million like that shit just kept building up build but as i'm building i'm helping other people too so i'm helping the artists go ahead and now they make it 20 grand a month they make it sixty thousand a month. They make it forty thousand. This guy make it five, and I'm coming with the bag. Right. I'm like, yo, boom! I got hundred fifty for you. What's up? Mm. Hundred thousand. What's up? Acon. Acon. Shot me that. Boom. All right, whatever, nigga. All right, boom. Snoop, I got one fifty for you. Ain't enough money, little dog. Boom. All right, fuck it. Everybody go with the white man. They fuck them over. They come back to me. Mm. Oh, now we want to talk. Yeah. That's how. I, that's how I been for me. So going through all that situations. Now we coming back tenfold. I realized that I have a skill set that everybody ain't got. Everybody ain't got 14 companies. You know, everybody ain't got multi-million dollar brands. Everybody ain't blow up different products. Everybody ain't do a lot of shit that I done did. So certain things I still fall back on, but certain times I just got to step up and Mm -hmm. just handle my business and just do what I got to do. And then I fall back again because I really don't want to meet. I got too much shit going on. I got too many companies and oh, my staff can only handle so much shit. Right. So for me to be in this, I got to make sure one is worth it. But to me, it's semi worth it because I know the potential. But mm-hmm. at this time, it's really not where it's supposed to be. 
but I know it has to build. So I have to go through this grimy, like, you know, getting your hands back dirty, starting here to get here, to get here, to get here. Like, first tour, now the second tour, we're double of what we was getting paid the first tour. Mm-hmm. But we sacrificed the first tour. You know, we gave them a hell of a show. Now, next time, boom. Next time, another one up. Boom. Drop a single. And that's right. just start building, building, building. So long story short, the team is there. Everybody know their strong point. You know, everybody knows who's great at making the music. I jump in on making the music when I need to, but that's not my expertise. You know, the the, the aspect of the choreography, the dance with the stage show, that's all me. Okay. You know, Baby Blue, he's like the the guy who's the thinker behind the group, who's going to think of what, what should we do, like connect the dots, and then I'm the relationship builder. I bring the money to the table. I bring the investors to the table. We got to get lines of credit, build right. whatever we need to do. Business-wise, I could bring that shit to the mm. table and I could execute on it. You want to come up with a deal? I could renegotiate this. We can all put our brains together. Boom. So everybody know what their skill set is. Slick, you get high with all the goddamn highs. You know, you go and just smoke, right. drink, do drugs with them. Yeah. Like, that's his that's his position. So everybody need they Dennis Rodman in the group. So that's who he is. So everybody play that role, bro. And, okay. and it's just building from the ground up. Like, pretty Ricky, where we was a few years ago. You know, I was doing my thing. We got a chance to bring this shit back. Now we back building up. We was going viral every damn day. We was mm-hmm. trending number one on yeah. Facebook, on Instagram. Like that shit on, on Twitter. Like shit is viral, blowing up shade room. Like that shit start building. Yeah. So I got to take heed to that and see like, yo, this going to be another multi-million dollar business again. Like right. we just came out. Which is First dope. time we never even got no money from this shit. Well, you know, euphoria sales. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Well, when you think about all of the brands that's having like a big comeback right now, it's because they were there for generation. Was, well, I don't even know all these different generations, but the millennial generation, especially in the nineties, those things are now with adults with money want to participate Absolutely. in. That's especially why friends are making so much money on back Netflix then. and all of this stuff that's coming back. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's a dope benefit that when you have, and I think that that's something that people can look at in business is that, you know, some of the investments that you're doing right now may be worth more later on. Oh, it's definitely going to be worth more. Everything that I did three years ago is paying off now. The relationships I built from three, four years ago is paying off now. It's my, even mentors, high network people, they just like, yo, spec, we ain't make no money together yet. I'm not going to throw you no, no situation that ain't going to be lucrative. I can hustle and just keep throwing you situations but if it ain't going to be, like, if I can throw you a mediocre-ass situation and then you make a couple of dollars off of you like, ah, spec ain't shit. Like, he brought me some shit. But like, what the hell yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah. You know, but I'm bringing you stuff, but you're going you're gonna to judge me based on what I just brung you. Or I can wait for the right moment. It took me four years to bring one thing to the table to one of my mentors. Mm. Four years of him asking me every time, what we doing, spec? What we doing? What we doing, spec? Nah, chill. I got right. this. Four years. Just gotta make you can't you can't jump at everything. You can't hit every ball that get thrown to you. Patience is a big thing. patience. My uncle, I didn't get it when I was younger. My uncle used to always tell me that because he do he get government contracts and things of that nature. And he be like, man, see y'all problem is y'all want all this fast money. You right. know what I mean? And then he used to tell me y'all gotta think five, ten years ahead. Yes. But it was just in a concept at the time I couldn't get me because I'm just in the hustle. Yeah. yeah. It just I get what he was saying, but it couldn't take. Yeah. I wasn't in a space. My the, the soil in my brain wasn't fertile to take them seeds. Mm-hmm. But once it switched and I was like, now I'm at this point where I can plan something for the next three years, five years. 
and be good because I like the journey of it all. I'm excited about the day-to-day, see if I'm going to become that kind of person to actually complete that goal. Mm-hmm. If I make a goal that's bigger than my current accomplishment, then I have to become the person necessary in order to accomplish that. So I'm excited in the mode of becoming because once I do it, I'll be like, ooh, you oh, you, you, you something new now. Mm-hmm. I enjoy evolution. Yes. You know what I'm saying? What's your greatest piece of advice for entrepreneurs uh, for 2020 and for this year that something that they should be doing is just looking up? I mean, honestly, it's just educating themselves. Yeah. Like, always learn. Always be learning. Grow mentally, spiritually, mm. financially. Everything's growth. Like, that's the key word, growth. Mm-hmm. No matter what you got to do to get the knowledge. Right. No matter what you got to do. If you got to work for free for somebody. I don't give a damn. I'll work for you. I carry your bags. Mm-hmm. I, I, carry, I, I carry Elon Musk bags right now. Mm-hmm. No shame. Mm-hmm. I wake up, I, I sleep on his floor. Mm-hmm. Teach me the game. I just want to be in your, I just want to hear your conversations. Right. And I got millions. Like, I don't, right. give, I don't give a damn. Like, you was a multi-billionaire. What you need from me, sir? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You need me to go get right. your food? You need me to go wash your clothes? What you need me to do? Because it ain't about, like, I can humble myself. I know the value. A lot of people don't see the value even if it's in front of them. Some of the people will be around you and take your relationship for granted. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They get yeah. comfortable. People too close to the light get they blinded too, by it. And every time. You know what I'm talking about? Every time. And I got to even reset in my mind. Right. When I'm around certain individuals, especially that's on, like, next level, billionaires yeah. and everything. Forget to get like, used to them. I don't want to. I, yeah. I make sure I remind myself, oh, Nigga, this is Master P. Yeah. Nigga, this is Diddy. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting comfortable. Right. This is Jeff Hoffman. Like, yeah. like this is the co-founder of Priceline. Like, yeah. I'm on the phone with him now. We eating dinner. Like, I make sure I don't get comfortable. Man, that's that's a powerful key for everybody. Like, everybody can look at people that's in their circle right now. Mm-hmm. It can just be a regular friend. Yeah. You don't even know. He got an intelligence that you could be utilizing. You're yes. supposed to be bowing down to. So y'all can build. Yes. But in your circle, that's it's, it's so important. I left Oakland for that reason because I'm like, y'all don't get who I am now. <laughs> get it. So I said, I told the homies, I said, look, I'm going to leave. I'm going to travel around the world. I'm going to create a brand. So when I come back, I'm more valued. Mm. I did it. It came back full circle. So now, of course, the value is there. I redesigned my value in their eyes by first showing them how the rest of the world perceived me. So those become the filters of how you perceive me. Yep. You understand me? Another lens on. So I think everybody should go through their contact list and just think about or just, just redesign the way you deal with your friends and your family. Like, yo, everybody has something they can teach you. Yes. And being intentful and saying that, no, I'm going to listen to brother like he a whole master. You feel mm-hmm. me? That changes the relationship you have with each other because it's a different level of respect. Yes. Then a person start bringing out those things of value that they actually do have. Yeah. Because with family and friends, you're not having those conversations where they're trying to get you game sometimes. Y'all having bullshit escapism, talk about sports or whatever. But the stuff that make them money, they're not always going to talk to you. Oh, about they don't even want to hear that shit. Uh-huh. People don't, some people don't even want to come around me. They were yeah. like, spec, I always want to talk business, yeah. man. I'm, like, they don't even want to hear that yeah. shit. They just like, y'all don't want to spec, right. not today, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want to hear that shit. It, they're just not ready for it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to be ready for it. It's just not the time for you. Yet. Right. It's not your time yet for yeah. you to understand this shit. So it has to come a point in time where it's like, all right, now I'm ready to, to take what you got to say. But I could automatically know if somebody is, is taking in what I'm saying to them. Yeah. 
So if not, then I just don't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I just be quiet. I don't say nothing. So people be like, like I ask people like, do you think I'm an introvert or an extrovert? I don't hurt introvert. I don't hurt extrovert. I don't hurt mix. Like because it's depending on the environment. Yeah. What is the conversation? I ain't got nothing to say to you. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, I could be in deep observation mode, man. So I can I can start off extroverted, excited. Then when I get in here, like ain't no value in this room. Let me just observe and chill. Right. I just I don't have it in me to just waste words. Mm. And people want to grab onto your energy. Of course, you know you're a public figure, so you understand that yes, people want to grab your energy. But if there's nothing to reciprocate, then it becomes a liability. Mm. Every transaction, every relationship has to be reciprocal. But every at the, but at one. the same time. For me, it don't even have to be the knowledge back to be reciprocated, right. or 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 the just reciprocation. Period. I just want you to be respectful to my time. Right. Yeah. That that you balancing out that energy. Yeah. I gave you energy. Yeah, you gave exactly. me the right energy exactly. back. Exactly. Because I don't want nobody to hear this and be like, oh, you know, he's talking about he don't even have conversations with nobody. It's more like if I'm gonna have a conversation. Let's make this something. Yeah. Let's not have like pointless conversations where we can't benefit each other in this situation. Right. Right. We can shoot the shit and just like talk whatever, talk whatever, but it has to be an enjoyable moment. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I just think you can't, you can't force sense. yourself onto people. Absolutely. There's like DM etiquette. People force their stories onto you. You know what oh, I mean? All the time. It's like, all you didn't say what's up first. You didn't give me a chance to engage. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, your life in the dumps, and I didn't start reading this. I got to cut this off. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Cut the link in the bite. Like, I always tell people, best place to ask me a question is during a consultation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm you know what I mean? That's the best place to ask me a question. I'm going to answer it every time. I promise you, I got time however long the consultation is. Yeah, I'm going to use that. You know what I'm talking about? And we could go all day long. <laughs> you can extend it. What, what's popping? Yeah. But, that's respect for a person's time, energy, and knowledge. Yeah. So one of the characteristics of you know successful people is the value of knowledge, getting the necessary information and knowledge to complete your goals. Mm-hmm. That's the way you can do anything in the world. Just get the knowledge. Yeah. It's there. It exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, what's the book you're reading right now or have read? Man, the book I'm reading right now is Influence. I love that book. Mm. Influence. But I got my my top. My top books is uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Of course, the Bible is, you know, the business Bible is Think and Grow Rich, mm. How to Win Friends and Influence People, Alchemist, um, Four Hour Work Week. I mean, Who Stole My Cheese? You starting a book club, right? I just started it. Okay, today. solid. Yeah, I just started today. So I have a list of all the most recommended books by billionaires. Yeah. And that's what's gonna. That's my whole spiel. We're gonna read with the billionaires yeah. reading, right? And we're gonna think like the minds of a billionaire. Mm. And we're gonna get everybody focused. If y'all want to be on a level, you gotta read what they read. Right. You know, you gotta Develop think how they think. Exactly. This is what's getting them there. When so I was, um, you gotta get on that same frequency. When I was nineteen years old, this is what got me to only want to read applicable information and knowledge. Mm-hmm. I had a court case, and I got locked up. I was in like Iowa or something. They locked me up and they was extraditing me from Iowa to California on an assault case. So I remember when I was in Iowa, I started reading this book that they had available. And it was just like a storybook. And mm-hmm. it was super vivid. I had celebrity characters for the people that played out like a movie. It was real mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. But after I was done reading it, I was like, all right, that didn't do nothing to help me gain my freedom. 
I'm mm-hmm. still locked up and I'm still in his jail cell. Mm-hmm. So once I was extradited to California and we were standing trial, my older brother started giving me a couple of books that I should read. Mm-hmm. And it was things about the art of deception and Socrates, but he was giving me things that were speaking about the legalese of the court system and how things were broken down. Mm-hmm. So I started reading those books and it gave me tactics to apply while we was in court. Mm-hmm. And of course, fast forward, they get to the verdict, not guilty. Mm-hmm. And after that, I never wanted to read information and knowledge that I couldn't apply towards keeping my freedom. Mm-hmm. So now I don't really, I haven't read a storybook since. Mm-hmm. Everything has to, in some intent, I can utilize it somewhere. Even if it's just in a conversation yeah. that I can create more connections because I brought in my, you know, uh, expansion or whatever. Yeah. So that to me is an advice for anybody is that if you don't have what you want, either you don't have the discipline to go get it or you don't have the knowledge you need in order to obtain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So ignorance is always going to be a downfall of in the plight of the poor man. That's one of the greatest resources you can have. Frederick Douglass said, you know, knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. So you a slave to the things you don't know. Ignorance is a master. You know what I'm talking about? So I just implore everybody, because I don't care who I talk to in the world, it's what they know that got them what they have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And their ability to maintain and advance throughout life. Do you mm-hmm. see yourself retiring, becoming satisfied, or? Nah. It's because it's not, it's not about, it's not about business. Mm. Right? It's, it about? it's just, it's just, it's about me being successful, mm. me helping people. It's like Warren Buffett, he's still working. Yeah. But it's not work to him. This is what he loves to do. It right. ain't really work. It's like, this is what I love to do. I would do it for free. Right. You tell me, hey, spec, like, grow my social media followers. Like, if it really wasn't like a business for me, and you like spec, like, I ain't got no money. It's like, all right, I got to help you building. I might just do that shit for yeah. free. Right, it's because it don't really matter. I like to see my numbers grow, and I like to come up with things to make people hit the follow button, and like just just the the, the psychological, you know, ways people move, and like making sure I can exercise that, and like, oh, let me see if this is gonna work. Like those are the things that I like, right? Yeah. And like even like business, leading a team and motivating them, and seeing them, you know, transition from being shy to all of a sudden they're killing it on the calls. Like my sales guy today, he closed four leads today. Mm. For two grand a piece. Yeah. It's just one. I got 13 sales guys. Yeah. So, like, just to see somebody, like, killing shit like that. Right. Right? And then the day before, he closed two at night at 11 o'clock, my team left. He closed, like, two leads, right? And my other person don't even do such. She closed the lead. Yeah. Right? I was just like, let me see what you got. Get on the phone. Boom. Close. Two grand. $6,000 in one hour and a half. Just to see that, pulling the potential out of people because the average person don't see their potential. It takes somebody like me or you or like people at this table to be like, yo, this is your potential. Go for it. Motivate them because a lot of people just don't have the motivation in them. True. So I like to see people grow. I like to see my bank account grow. (laughs) I like to see things that people felt was impossible and, and make it possible. If I told you 20 years ago, Somebody can make a cat, one of the famous animals on the planet, and make millions of people post an ugly face online, and it's going to be worth $100 million. You would have told me, get the fuck out of my house. What you talking about? Definitely.
20 years later, Grumpy mm-hmm. Cat, $100 million net worth off of me. All right. And even on that, what was the child? Who was the child that do the game reviews or toy reviews? Yeah, the little seventeen-year-old kid or something like that. Little kid, yeah, like twenty-something million dollars. The game has definitely changed as far as your innovation towards entrepreneurship and your routes and your opportunities. Yeah, you spoke about being rebellious um, in school, not going with the technical way things are done. Mm-hmm. And I find that as a common thread with people, especially who are successful in this social media age, is that there's technical thinking and abstract thinking, mm-hmm. right? So when you do things technical, you go that route, things are technically was made for. Like if I ask you, I say, Spec, can you draw this? And you draw it perfect to the T, mm-hmm. that just requires technique. It requires no creativity. Mm-hmm. But if you went in and you painted in and it had like, it was gold and some silver here. You would still, it would be abstract, but you would still capture a feeling of what it is. Mm-hmm. Today's entrepreneurs are the ones that they are rebellious in the technical ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You telling yeah. me this is a photo sharing app? Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm going to abstract my own way of getting yeah. it done. You telling me TikTok is this? Let me figure out this way of doing it. Mm-hmm. That thinking in school is like, nah, teacher, uh, what about this? You asking these questions. Creative capacity is everything right now. Yeah, it's just like about? it's just like my book club. I launched a book club. My employee straight up told me, came up when I said what I wanted to do. She was like, "Oh, book clubs usually do one book." Yeah, I said that's why we doing two. Yeah, yeah. And book clubs usually pick a random book or whatever, however they do it. Guess what? My book club, we want billionaire rec- most recommended books. Yeah. So my shit ain't regular. Right. You want to come to my book club, you're going to read what billionaires read. Right. And you ain't going to read one book, you're going to read two books. Exactly. And if you want to read one book, then you're going to hear about the second book when we talk about the book review. Yeah. And we're going to read on Zoom. Yeah. That's my shit. Yeah. So I ain't going the typical route. So you want to come to Spectacular Book Club, that's what you got to do. And there's a lot of people that just know the technique route because they've been taught school everything yes. to do technical thinking, everything. memorization techniques. Yeah. So when it comes to the real world, they can't they can't innovate at all. You and, get a product and they need instructions on how things need yeah. to be done in order for them to utilize it. And 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 sometimes I have a conversation with my entrepreneur friends and they say sometimes is is it's better for me not to not had a job before. I don't even know how that's how you say it, but never have a job before yeah. because I'm not used to the a cookie cutter. Right? Thinking. So my shit everywhere because yeah. I never had a job. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm pressuring you too right. much. I don't know like how I feel like come clocking in yeah, every day right. on time. You start like, experimenting what's right. I'm going go in there thinking you know. Exactly. I'm, all, I'm just going off of how I feel. You know, how I feel and what I think because right. I don't have a system to go off of. So, off of me, from me not having a job, I'm doing it the way I feel mm-hmm. like it should be done. It's more instinctual and creative. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. Man. So, and, and and just even go back to like people being cookie cutter in the school system, being horrible, not teaching the shit that we need to know. That's exactly why I created my academy. And that's why you was like, you know, the things that you're doing now, it's like thinking ahead. That's me thinking ahead. Right now, I got over 900 students. I started a few months ago. And now my academy, Spectacular Academy, changed the name from Avazar Academy. And then we basically made it where it's everything you need to know to start a successful business and run a successful business. How you have credit, how you get over $40,000 line of credit with no credit. Mm -hmm. How you take the current credit you got and sell it and you have people pay you for your own credit. Mm -hmm. How you get people, how how you actually have, you know, learn how to sell through personalities. 
Because your personality is different than his personality. His personality is different than his personality. So I'm not going to sell the same way to each one of y'all. I'm going to tailor it to your personality. Right. We teach you how to do that, how to build relationships from using that. That's same, the same skills that I that we're teaching in there. It's the same, the same skills I implement in my life right. that change the way I think and perceive people to know what type of person they are. You know, that's in the program. Operations, what's running my whole business in the operation, it's called EOS, yeah. Entrepreneur Operational System. We teach that whole system on how to have accountability, how to make sure that your employees feel like they're the owner of the company and owner of their departments, making sure that you have goals and projections, going over issues, you know, identifying and, and solving those issues, mm-hmm. discussing those issues, yeah. coming up with a solve with your leadership team. We talking about branding, how to build your social media, take it to the next level, going viral because you're one viral video away. The viral is the, is the hit. That's it. So uh, Lauren Hill still stuff. touring off one album. Exactly. All that stuff is what you need for a successful yeah. business. And so that's why I created my academy. So people can actually come in. And actually learn this. And I do a little free training, whatever. Help me go viral.com. Go catch a free training. Yeah. And then go there. And then I do a free training. Okay. You catch on. I might be in enrollment right now. I might not. If you catch it, get in. If you don't, then whatever. Yeah. And then that people that our culture don't know how to get financing. So I have a finance partner that approve up to 80% to 90% of the people. Mm. So you automatically get in up to $10,000 line of credit right off the bat. So you got no excuse. All you got to do is be willing to put the work and effort in. And my my, my team is going to hold your hand. You get to talk to me for your intro call. And I'll walk you through the whole shit, coach you right off the bat. And you got support yeah. 24-7. So there's no excuse. And all of my actual students, literally 90% of them is black females. They want it. They get yeah. it. So I'm like, all right, cool. If y'all want it, y'all get it. I'm going to support you. I'm going to give you all the tools, everything you need. You need to learn about credit. You need to learn about operations, sales, marketing, Facebook ads, go. I'm gonna give you the masters, and not only I'm teaching, my team is teaching, but I got millionaires teaching it. Niggas that made millions off of sales, niggas that made millions off of Facebook ads, niggas that made millions off of credit. That's who teaching in the program. You know, if in school, if all our teachers were millionaires, we would have paid a kind of different attention. Absolutely. <laughs> then they would have only be giving us the smarts. They they wouldn't have yeah, been man. teaching us some shit that you can write in a book nah. and just make it evergreen. Everybody been millionaires if all your teachers were millionaires. <laughs> Listen to this. School do you know why schools was even invented in the first place? You probably know. Yeah, for workers. It's for workers. Of course. So man. so they basically needed somewhere for their kids to go. So they're like, what can we do? So they created what's called a school. They created the school and they created a curriculum to keep them busy. So when they get out of school, they come work back for the factories. Right. That's what. It, that's all it was. Right. That's why you go all the way through school, you ain't learn shit. Right. What the fuck did I just learn? <laughs> right. You literally, I could have taught one hour. My the, the the training that's in my program is one hour, but you're gonna walk away with forty thousand right. dollar line of credit just off an hour. So you mean to tell me I've been in school for twelve years and all you had to do is teach that. me some shit for one hour? But think how beautiful that is today, right? Isn't that crazy? When there's a problem. Entrepreneur solves it. So luckily, the school system created a business for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Because we looked at all of the gaps. We know what they didn't teach us. So we yes. said, oh, I'm going to fill this, that, and the third. Yeah. So once you do that for somebody, like, bruh, you just taught me more than my school taught me in 20 years. And that's exactly what they said. <laughs> I literally had somebody say, I am right now, I have my bachelor's degree in marketing. Yeah. And I learned more in this yeah. than in my school. Yeah. What? And she paid $50,000 for her school. Yeah. 
and then couldn't use the education to get out of debt. And she's in debt. I say, listen, not only I'm going to finance <laughs> you, I'm going to finance you. I'm going to show you how to save on taxes. I'm going to show you what's the difference between a profit and loss, a balance statement, all this shit. Like, niggas don't know this shit. Right. What's a balance sheet? What the hell is a balance sheet? What's a, I don't, what is a balance? Boom. We're going to teach you that. Yeah. And you ain't not teaching it from somebody. You te- you're getting taught by somebody who's making millions off of finance. Mm-hmm. That's who's teaching you. He's the CFO, and he has a CFO company that's the CFO for all the fast-growing companies in America. That's who's teaching you, right? And we teach you all these skill sets. Like, it's one strategy in my program that I say $15,000 on taxes on that one strategy. Fifteen grand. i am like, damn, that easy? Boom, that boom, got it. Now, my students are doing the same shit. So, like, honestly, people like to talk about what ain't right, but they don't do shit about it. Mm-hmm. So, I say, you know what? I'm not that type of person. Yeah, solution-based thinking. Solution-based. I was like, I'm going to come up with a program. Everybody problem-based. Yeah, I'm going to go problem ahead and make it go crazy. Because people are addicted to the problem, so they get fixated in it, and the problem becomes an excuse if they don't have it. So it's be like, you know what? I can't do anything. That's just the problem. This new group of influencers today that said, no, we'll give you all the solutions. Yeah. You got to be. That's why it just thinking is that we got to be so grateful for all of the problems. Because it had created such an extreme need and value for the solution-based thinkers and executors. Yeah. Like, when I have consultations with people sometimes, you know, I'm a speaker, but that's not where I pay my bills. Mm. You know what I mean? I make products. I, I create businesses. Mm-hmm. So when I be speaking with people about business, branding, and marketing, they be like, oh, shit. Because I be like, yo, you want to talk about the conscious stuff, but this is what you need. Right, right. <laughs> like, you want to indulge in conscious junk food. I can indulge in that because I can afford it. But mm-hmm. also, I'm a, I got the time to go be able to do it. You don't have time. You got to pay to pay your bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your son is hungry. Yeah. You don't know how, you know what I mean? Your next card note is going to get through. You don't, you, you don't have a foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So first, you got to come up with a business plan for your life. Yeah. Once you get your business down, you can indulge in the deepness of the world, quantum consciousness, if you want to. You can go deal with the politics and the problems. But first, you got to learn to manage your business. That's an act of manhood. Take care yeah. of your business at self and home first. Yeah. So it'd be like people want me to wear their clothes. I'm like, no, nah, let me consult you about your business. Because for one, I don't like it. So for one, you should ask a person first, do you even like my business? Mm. You know what I mean? But I would say if you want somebody to be uh, that you admire and you look up to, get a consultation from that person. Yeah. Get in their school, they program. That's how you get their attention. Them, this is how you learn what they know so you don't even need them. Yes. Once you learn what they know, you can stand on side of them. The funniest thing is people don't even care that. It's so yeah. easy, bro. You want to get somebody attention? Become a customer. Yeah. Hey, that's that's my quote. Uh, the best way to flirt with an entrepreneur is with a receipt. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shirt. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that receipt caught my attention. Exactly. Oh, I just supported you. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate you. You gonna reply to that? Always. Yeah, we got a relationship now. You just start a relationship with me as soon as you buy something. But people automatically like, oh, you don't talk to me. You too good. No, like you telling me to help you and mentor you, but I have a mentor program. Right. Pay the fee, and now you got access to me. Right. Like, and you got access to my team. Right. And the crazy part is, my mentor program is ninety seven dollars a month. Yeah. I can't make it no more affordable. Yeah. You just Like already, that's a joke. But I want to make it where you at least got some skin in the game because people that pay pay attention, no matter how small it is. Right. You still pay. If I pay a dollar for something, 
I'm a I paid a dollar for this. Let me right. see what this is about. I'm yeah. going to pop that in. Let me, let me hear this, man. If something is free, people think of it as not having value. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I don't have free time. I only have valuable time. Somebody yep. hit, you got free time? No, I don't. It ain't nothing free about it. This is all valuable. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it just trains people to respect the time that you do get with. Because if I know I'm only getting 30 minutes of your valuable time, I'm going to make sure that we utilize this time. You know what I mean? In some valuable way. Yeah. So I know you got to get out of here, but I just had uh, two questions for you. One, or not even a question, but you can, you know, go off on this one. Um, if you could give advice, because you're a black father and mm -hmm. you have a strong son, you slap my hand. You know what I'm talking about? You say I'm the strongest kids you ever met. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that's powerful. That's good for that to be like, yo, I'm, I'm messing on another energy. I'm going to establish my strength. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Every child ain't got that. Some of them just be... Yeah, yeah, they don't move. Mm -hmm. Black fatherhood is important. You just talked about how it was important in your life, um, just through different transitions. What have you learned as being a black father? And, and can you grant some advice to other fathers? Yeah, that's growing a young black boy in this world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it's just really back back to growth, right? The same way you need to come up with a a personal growth plan. A lot of people create business plan, but nobody got a personal growth plan. Mm. Like, how are you going to expand your mind, right? And if you can catch them at a young age and get them to read three books, three core books, it needs to be mindset because mindset is what stop people from getting them Absolutely. and achieving what they need in life. That's what's holding them back mentally. They got handcuffs on their brain, on their mind, on their potential. It's holding them back. The, the worst thing you want to do is go to heaven and realize that, damn, God is like, this is who you could have became. And you're like, damn, I could have been him. That's what a lot of people are going mm -hmm. through right now because they didn't take the chance. They didn't mm -hmm. take the jump. Mm -hmm. They didn't go and, and, and go all out, double down on their potential. They too busy working for the next man. Right. You know, building their dreams. Right. I'd rather try and fail and try and try and fail, fail, fail. And then like, all right, I try and I'll yeah. go back. You know, but at least I at least try. Like, right. at least I try. So I just try to instill that into my, my kid's head, you know, just... Read these books, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man in Babylon. Give me those three. You give me those three, your whole mindset going to change mm. at a young age. And that's all I need. Richest Man in Babylon going to teach him how to manage money, how not to put yourself in certain situations and, and predicaments and know how to, you know, utilize that. Making sure you can keep your money and making sure it's compounding. Think and Grow Rich is going to teach you how to have that millionaire mindset. And that's going to teach you how to maneuver in this world and gain riches and when you need it and really understanding the mindset of, of rich people and how to take it to the next level. Rich dad, poor dad is going to show you, you know, rich dad, all right, cool. This is how he think. Poor dad, this is how, this is how he think. You know, you're always a victim. Pointing point the finger at people. Rich dad is like, oh, it's my fault. You take the ownership of it. You make sure you double down on what's supposed to be done and you go execute on it. You know, it's my fault. Let me make sure. How could I did that better? The glasses never have empty. It's always half full. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see a beneficial moment. In, I mean, you can find some beneficial in every situation, in every moment. The worst things that happen, and it's always a lesson in that one thing that happened. Always. It's always a counterpunch. If somebody go and punch you dead in your shit, guess what? It's wide open for something else to counter mm -hmm. and knock that shit back out of his ass every single mm -hmm. time. It's like, what can I think? What the what just happened? What can I take out of this? Prime example, my business, I was making millions of dollars in my business. 
It's my first year I hit $2 million. And I, the year before, I think I was at like 80000 right? Hit $2 million and all of a sudden, Facebook changed some shit. Boom. Dropped my money down by 80% in one freaking month. But I seen it coming. And I was like, damn. I pivot and I transition to something else. Yeah. And then I realized like, damn, this is why I should have been in the first place. This is the scalable model. Boom. Back up. Pretty Ricky. Go flat broke. I never made, a. I literally, the 20000 I made, my dad made me pay bills with that. So I didn't even make no money off of Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Literally zero. Right? So let's say zero. That made me understand that money ain't shit. I don't give a fuck about money. It's not about money to me. I can lose everything. I can go sleep on the couch. It don't phase me. I don't care. If I lose everything, I'm not killing myself. Right. They're about to go get that shit back. Give me two years. Then give me a right. year. Give me six months. I just know how to do it better. So it's back to, to, to mindset, right? So it's like, okay, I took an L on Pretty Ricky. But guess what? It turned me into a real fucking businessman. If I would have still been a Pretty Ricky, I probably still would have been living with my dad. Trying to right. make family work. Checking them strings. You get what I'm saying? So I got punched dead in my face, but the counter punch with me being a businessman. You know, now I'm on Forbes. Now I got the fastest growing company in America. Right. 18 million companies. My company number 262. Imagine seeing 18 million companies in line and my shit from the front of the line, my shit number 262 out of 18 million. Who the mm. fuck can say that? Mm. For the second year, my company hit the best privately held companies in America mm. from Entrepreneur 360 Award, which is the hardest award to get even mm. more than the Inc. 5000 Award because it's based on innovation. It's based on impact. It's based on revenue. It's based on leadership. Talk that talk there. Talk that talk there. He started hitting. I said, whoa, who am I standing next to? You know what I'm saying? But that's, but that's the shit I'm talking yes, about. Yes, sir. So at the end of the day, yeah, I took an L. But that—that that, that was no the L's, lesson. Man. That was the lesson. It was a—it was a lesson. It was—that's my that L. Was the L and that knowledge that you got. That was the lesson. That's what I heard Master P say. He said, "Yo, I ain't take an L. That was a lesson. Yeah. That's a lesson. And that's every single situation will show you what the lesson is in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right? You get every situation you can think yeah. that's negative you that you feel like it's it. negative. You can find a positive in that and make." Mm-hmm. Make it a make it a, something that can benefit you. That's a pro mindset way. right there. Yeah. All right. Last question. Um, 2020, I think this year the ownership. You know what I mean? Either you got to get on board one ownership or slave ship. Mm-hmm. You understand me? I thought you was gonna leave that there. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I can't tell you. You, you can you, even anybody use they're gonna give me the money back. So if y'all want to go crazy? You know, it don't even matter. We get podcast supplies. All right, um, <laughs> <laughs> What is something that you want to own? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In life from your accomplishments. It could be land. It could be a car. It could be anything. What is something that you want to own mm-hmm. throughout your life? I mean, one of the things that I feel like I want to own is a house on Mars. Mm. Well, so you really got to go talk to Elon. <laughs> oh, me and him gonna be friends. Yeah. Trust that. I'm putting it in the universe. We gonna meet and we gonna chop it up. Yeah. Trust that. So you don't want land in Cali. Don't want it in uh, Africa. Nah. He wanted in Mars. Because because what's gonna happen is we tan this earth up. We fucking it up. You seen Australia? Mm-hmm. Would you take the trip? Where to Mars, nigga? Would I? So I'm it was there. available, and they say, look, five hundred thousand for the trip. But you know, it's a one way trip. 
So you can't come back once you leave Mars? Nah, I'm going to wait till they figure out how to come back. I'm not a test dummy. Bro, listen, my phone's like... I don't even jump out I'm about there. To say you I got to listen, listen. This you don't, ain't, you this don't ain't really a brand new iPhone. <laughs> I wait till they got iron out all the kings and then I go buy the phone. Good. That's me. So once you got at least saying. a thousand people that came back, then I'm jumping out. You don't realize how popping Earth is till you can't come back. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we going to figure it out, though. All right. All right. All right. Last but not least. Uh, so Household Mars, ask me one question. One question. Yeah. If you was dead broke, you had zero dollars in your bank account, how would you get to a million dollars in 12 months? Hmm. That's a question. <laughs> 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 I mean, cause I'm not gonna just bullshit with an answer. Um, I mean, flat broke, you got nothing at all. Um, a person can only do what they know. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't come up with a fantastic answer to do anything outside my bounds. Um, I don't even think whether it matters whether you flat broke. I think the same question just applies whether you got money or not. Almost because scaling something still requires you to scale it. Yeah, the reason why I'm putting that into perspective because a lot of people bank account is negative right now yeah. or, or overdrive. Like, how would you tell them how to get on their shit and you know start building that? I mean, if if something just happened and everything, I just lost everything. I would take the route first that you said. I would have to get. I was probably spend that first three months learning something. Mm. I would be studying a particular industry, whether it's uh, figuring out how I can hack into these five hundred million users on TikTok. You understand me? I'm going to figure out what particular industry going to get me there. And all the books that you start to name, they're always talking about if you want to get that money, you have to have something in order to exchange for it. I can create that million dollar goal, but first I need that million dollar plan. You know what I mean? So first I'll just spend that first three months figuring out what plan that or, or what can I scale, what can I hack. But I'll just spend that first three months getting that information. Knowledge is the most important thing you can trade. I always tell people, I don't make money. I get in the flow of money. The U.S. Treasury makes money. You understand me? Everybody around me has money, and all I got to do is figure out what can I exchange for the money that you made because you got money in order to spend it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I just need to figure out a product or a service that I can get into that's scalable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I ain't going to tell you something super tangible. I might just start gold water. You feel me? And then figure out who want to get some of these. And sell a million of these. I, mean, I wouldn't even have to sell a million, five thousand, whatever it takes to get me to that million dollars. But I don't know. I, I would just study the market first. Mm. I couldn't answer that question in some million dollar scheme because I don't. That's not how my brain thinks. Yeah, well, that's man. how my brain thinks. The easiest way to do this yeah. is join the Spectacular Academy. You got no money. <laughs> if you go ahead and get the loan for me, you're gonna get approved automatically. Get ten thousand dollars up front. Join my Entrepreneur MBA program. Learn from me. Get mentored. And then you make the put the time and effort in million dollars later in twelve months. That's what you should have said. Well, I never been in the spectacular. Right. So that sounds like something needs to happen. 
I got hit my next meeting, bro. Man, you got I, another question? No, no, no. That was all. I just appreciate you for tapping love, in. bro. I got Thank you, man. And we going we gonna to connect more, though, bro. Yes, sir. This is 19 Keys Podcast. Make sure you tap in. I appreciate you. This one has been sponsored by Goldwater and Crowns Oil. Hey, tapped in. Spectacular Academy. Yes, sir. Right now, get that thing. Let's go. I'm going to tell you how I'm about to get this man. I'm going to put an affiliate link at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> and we're it to you too. And, and listen, this is how we go get listen, it. And, it, and it, I'm going to put this on camera. You get 50% of all sales from this podcast. Good deal. Easy. Tap in. your body, okay, you know what I mean, in your mind, focus, stimulate your brain, the whole nine yards. All right, back. Yes, sir. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, give you the affiliate link. We're going to run that. Yeah, yeah, let's and do that. Because you were selling in there. I said, well, this man is selling right now. Let me just let him go. He is selling. This brother is good, man. You done threw the crown on me and the middle of me walking out. Hey, wait a minute, brother. That's that. We blessed as you can see we tapped in, Listen, man. man. Hey, right here, this is where it's at. Electrify your body, baby. This yeah. is the right water. When you drink this, your whole body get the chills. Why? Because it's electrifying your brain, your mind. Take it to the next level. Man, tap all the way in. For real though, my brother. How you enjoy that podcast? Oh man, it was great, man. I got so much information. I need to talk to Spade right now. Man, you gotta wait to click the link in the bio, my brother. <laughs> you see how good that was? They all want to buy from you. That's how you know it was good. You, you gotta, you got you gotta, you know, you gotta sell that shit. But honestly, I'm just believing my product, man. I got, I got over 
an hour worth of testimonials of yeah. all my students just talking about how good that shit is. Yeah. And after my after my training sessions, I just play that shit. Yeah. That's why my, my, my sales guy went crazy. Like he just he just so Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.